Now, good evening, everyone. My name is Vikas Agrawal. I am the founder of AIF and PMS Experts. With me today, uh, there are two gentlemen who have joined from Mode Financials, and it's been quite some time. We were in uh, discussion with each other, and we wanted to organize this beautiful session. And we thought uh, Diwali would be a great occasion where we get an opportunity to hear their views on markets. So I have with me uh, Suraj Nayar. Uh, well, Suraj uh, is the Chief Investment Officer uh, at Mode Financial. He brings about 15 years of experience on the table uh, in terms of equity. He is very passionate about equity, and in, in fact, in Lehman during the Lehman Brothers crisis, he went to an extent of selling his apartment and invested in equity markets. So that's the kind of passion that he brings on the table for for all our investors. So we want to have a very insightful and very interesting conversation uh, uh, so that you know uh, our investors can learn from this uh, wisdom you know uh, what it needs to be done to really create uh, long term wealth and large wealth for yourself as an investor so thank you so much uh, suraj ji for taking the time out and joining the call appreciate thank you thank you so much vikas yes. respect is mutual always thank you Uh, so i also uh, so kaushik uh, is also joined on the call so kaushik uh, has been part of the organization mode financial and working as a fund manager so in fact he started uh, investing in equities aggressively from 2014 onwards have had an opportunity to work with some large uh, custodians or, or global players uh, as far as equity side is concerned is is experts in derivatives market as well so he knows how to create the position and how to you know uh, settle those positions uh, uh, at the uh, you know at an appropriate time which is very important so it's like uh, it's like uh, a chakra view where you know it is very important that you need to know when you enter and when you exit if you don't know the exit uh, side then you might lose money especially on the derivative side so thank you so much uh, kaushik for taking the time out from your busy schedule and joining in today uh i also take this thank opportunity to yeah thank all the participant for taking their time out joining in today and uh, i wish them a great diwali uh, and uh, we'll we'll have a, a sort of conversation which is which is very interesting for everyone i'm sure they got to uh, learn a lot so let me uh, begin by asking you first question suraj so what was the reason of uh, uh, naming this company as mode financial because whatever little i know about mode is is you know there used to be a time when shivaji maharaj used to build their own castles and during that building up the castle there used there people used to attack on those castles so they used to create some side some sort of uh, boundary along the moat which is very deep in nature therefore the other party cannot really afford to attack on those guys and don't afford to will you know win those castles so that was the time so i i know because i am from pune so i visited uh, uh, shivaji maharaj kila which is called siangad castle and there i saw that there is a, a sort of moat so this is how the moat began and of course uh, uh, mr warren buffett uh, went on to the next level of explaining how the large organization create their own economic moat uh, and uh, do not allow the competition to enter into so easily or maybe their own uniqueness in their business model but to name the portfolio management company as mode financial what was the idea behind over to you suraj thank you 
Yeah, Vikas, happy Diwali to all the viewers over here and happy Diwali to you too, Vikas. And it's a pleasure to have you. I mean, um, in fact, it's, uh, it brings a great joy and happiness in this auspicious occasion, speaking with the lovely minds like you. Because in fact, uh, I was, I mean, in fact, uh, there is a small correction in the brief introduction that you have given me. Because I carry around more than 22 years of experience as far as the Indian capital market is concerned. But uh, I must tell you that I am an engineer by academics. I happen to come into equity market by accident, not by any choice, in fact, you know. So it was a temporary job for me. But I must tell you this, ever since I started my career in equities in Indian capital market, I have always been a portfolio management service guy because I never got to work with any other capital market intermediary as of now. Portfolio management has always been my blood. I sleep portfolio management, I eat portfolio management, I breathe portfolio management. So that has been my career altogether. Until 2008, ever since the Lehman Brothers crisis came in, I was the director as well as the vice president for a premium portfolio management company. And I've been working there for quite long. And in fact, uh, Lehman Brothers was a defining moment in my life because till that point of time, I have done all mistakes in my life like any other novice, even though I was the vice president of a portfolio management service company where I lost a lot of money trading into all these kinds of unknown names. Obviously, every people lose their money by getting into all these kind of exciting momentum plays. That's where people lose their money. So till 2008, whatever little money I had that I brought into the equity market, I burned most of them because of my trading mentality as of now. And when the markets came down, obviously by 2008, there was a heavy crash on market. And there was a general saying that Indian, I mean, the world markets are going for a toss. I mean, uh, US dollars is going to go to zero. So these were the kind of pessimism that was happening around 2008, uh, early, early part as well as in 2009. This is when I thought of a different team altogether in my life, because when the markets go down, you as the vice president investor relationship for a premium portfolio management company, you know how much pressure a person handles. I mean, you get to, you get to answer a lot of calls right from the four o'clock in the morning till two o'clock or three o'clock. In, in fact, we hardly had few hours to sleep. In fact, there was a point in my life where I thought I would lose my family because I was glued to the screen. I was glued to the investors. I never had any time to spend with my family altogether. So that is when I decided enough is enough. I had to quit this job. But the really, in fact, the decision that I took was I will never come back to capital market again. I'll go back to my engineering academics because things were not so smooth and challenging. There were all sort of, you know, bad news around. And it is at this point of time, I realized that, I mean, as you grow older, you, don't, you, you cannot go backwards. You know, you need to go forward. That is when I realized that capital market is the only choice I have because I've been working in that uh, industry for the last 10 years. So I need to find out a profile somewhere over there. It is at this point of time, I took a sabbatical. Tried to, I tried to meet a lot of investors. I mean, Ramesh Damani, Basant Maheshwari, they were all my friends, you know, during my good years of uh, PMS experience. And I spent a lot of time with them around six to seven months traveling around India, meeting them. Finally, when I came back, I had a different mindset altogether. But however, the dilemma that I faced at that point of time is I didn't have any capital to invest in equities because I burned a lot of my money there. So I had to do something. I had to come out of my circle of com com comfort. In fact, that is when I realized that the only asset that I had was one 
the family the second one was the apartment where i live obviously you cannot party your family that is my you no know, family silver all together so i didn't have any choice other than to sell off my apartment where i lived because i had to mop up some kind of capital that i need to convert into equities right so that that with that kind of money i entered into the market as a fresh individual investor keeping aside what mistakes i have done for the last 10 years it is then i realized that you know after meeting all this kind of great minds in capital market like ramesh damani chandragant sampath for that matter and especially basant maheshwari they were all good friends of mine and i in fact they told me they told me i mean what i understood from that is i just need to look at just one part of it that is never look at stock markets and never look at business channels go and buy stocks as if you are buying businesses and go buy businesses that create a strong barrier of entry right this is what the summarize i mean if you ask me what i studied over my sabbatical this is one small point i studied in my life and then i came back i mopped up of money by selling off my apartment and i was trying to find out companies that would possibly create uh, you know a barrier of entry as we move forward as you rightly pointed off mort is basically a barrier of entry you might have seen the trenches around a castle that forms the barrier of entry to that castle and it prevents that mort prevents the enemy from attacking the castle all of a sudden right so warren buffet in his terminology he used to say in economic parlance that every business should create or need to create a barrier of entry around them which is called the moat so that the competition doesn't take their place in as far as business activities are concerned so it is with this mentality and philosophy i entered into capital market with my second innings in 2008 buying into companies like page industries hawkins cooker pidelite and aisher motors right so you know when i sold off my apartment i didn't have any other alternate source of income so i took a part or a percentage of that money and put it in savings bank account not in fixed deposit account it was in savings bank account for i used to withdraw money every now and then as and when i needed and i gave a target that money will last for only 3 years and if i am not able to make a career out of that then my life is gone for a toss so every investment decision that i made was very careful and were careful thought and in fact i made it a point to visit each and every company that i invested with you know i used to attend their agms because i always thought that i am buying out the business rather than buying a stock that is how i got to invest into all these kind of companies and i don't say that it is luck i should congratulate the management of the companies where i have invested with like page industries or aisher or pitalite or asian paints or titan for that matter and it has created a huge wealth for me as even as i speak and i have been i have not even sold a single share of that as of now so that is how I, that has been my investment journey so far and how mode came into existence because i used to hold my account with a broker obviously every investor in india need to have his dp account with a broker and the kerala head of that broking company came to me and asked me he would like to quit his job because broking is not at all turning favorable because i mean their mandate is to you know ask investors to do trading so that they can earn the revenue instead of that he also wanted to get into an investment scheme whereby he want to start a company on his own and he invited me why can't i be a part of that so i said you know whenever we go for all this kind of investors meet or for that matter agm you will have a lot of people coming to you and asking you how long you have been invested in this company called page industries 
I mean, if that multi that money has multiplied around ten to fifteen times or twenty times, why don't you manage my investments? So I had few people inquiring here and there for managing their investment. So ever since my broker friend came in and asked me to start this company, I said, of course, then we can start a PMS company on our own, and we can onboard these people who have kept acquaintance with me, and we can make them a client, provided they can. Manage something around twenty-five lakhs or more to be invested as the initial capital to the portfolio management service. That is where we started. Uh, the idea of starting the portfolio management services company came in, and the second most important thing was to name that company. So obviously, hanging around with people like you know uh, Ramesh Damani, or for that matter Chandragan Sampath, or for that matter Basant Maheshwari, and having read all these kind of Warren Buffett books. And me being personally a fan of Warren Buffett, I thought Mort is the right and the best name to name a company as far as my portfolio management services company are concerned. And I named it Mort because I made it clear to my investors even now because so far I've been managing only the funds of the pers, I mean the friends and the relatives that I have known. I have never taken money from the external clients as of now because I consider this as a profession, not as a business. And my personal investments are much more bigger than the investment company that I manage. And moreover, I am a very emotional guy, very sensitive guy. I would like to treat every investor's money the same way I treat my personal money. So I have kept my clientele very tight and small, so that I can micromanage it. I can dynamically manage it. So with that kind of intention, I thought I should be a differentiation to other people around. I do not know how others do it. So I wanted to create a barrier of entry. Not in terms of marketing or, for that matter, my brand name as such, but I said I I am very clear about what I cannot do rather than what I can do. If you ask me, there are around six thousand to seven thousand companies in Indian equity market, and because let me tell you this, I as far as I am concerned, I have my own index called. You can call it as a Mott index or you can call me as a Suraj index. That comprises only around forty to fifty stocks. So that forms the Indian capital market or global capital market for me, and that forms my barrier of entry, and that is the circle of competence where I live in, and I would not love to step in out of that. When I say forty to fifty radar of company, it includes large cap companies, it includes mid cap companies, it includes small cap companies, it includes micro cap companies as well. So I am not, I mean, capital market, I mean, a market capitalization agnostic. I'm open to it. I would love businesses because. I one day I would like to run these businesses. That's the mentality with which I approach these companies, and that's how I named my company as Mod, which means barrier of entry. Yeah. So I was coming to the next follow-on question. So how do you select stocks, Suraj? Uh, so you talked about Mod Financials, but if you could also throw some more lights on how do you uh, select these stocks in your portfolio, or what is your investment <laughs> philosophy? Yeah, because rest assured, any person who had spent time like twenty years in capital market, obviously would know details about a lot of companies because he gets to read a lot of things on a daily basis. He interacts with a lot of investors. He interacts with a lot of fellow fund managers. He has access to a lot of research reports. So obviously, by default, you are loaded with an information. And with the with your experience and wisdom, you might have already developed your mental models, your research models, your research tools. You will have a lot of tools to assist you. You will have a team to assist you. So that is all given. So there is no point in me telling you all these kind of things. And uh, for every fund manager, they will have a top-down approach or a bottom bottom-up approach. Those kind of things are already given. Rest assured, everybody will have it. But if you ask me one question, I mean, if you put a 
gun on my head and asked me how do i select stock i selected from the road you, you know the big the the, the the biggest place that i see for sourcing stocks is from the road because whenever i mean usually every husband doesn't enjoy going with his uh, wife to the grocery shop i'll be the first person to carry my wife there because whenever she does all the purchasing i usually spend my time near the cash counter seeing the buying habits of people around that is where i find stocks obviously when i go when i walk around 2 kilometers in the early morning because i i am a i am a regular walker in the morning so when i walk i used to see that most of the buildings that i see on the left side are painted with asian paints every every building that i see you could see either crompton greaves or kirloskar or cummins generators so i see that while you do your daily life you get to see a lot of stock ideas here and there do you want to profit from this that is where the character of a fund manager lies of course once you source a stock idea through your general acquaintances then it is up to you to dig into their balance sheet and pnl and talk to their management go and visit their facility that forms only the secondary activities first is in identifying something that you see around so that is where i respect peter lynch philosophy where i say buy what you see and you can profit from what you see so that's a very interesting point that you've uh, highlighted uh, suraj is that in your day to day life as an investor you should observe uh, what sort of uh, invest uh, what sort of buying and selling happening i mean when you go out uh, with your family and uh, <coughs> try to uh, uh, analyze and you get uh, you get to see many names coming on your way and then you really get into the details of the management look at their pat look at their roe roc and then decide what percentage that you wish to have it in your so one thing that i can uh, pick up from you is one which which is very very essential and you look at very very carefully is the mode of the economic mode the business model the uniqueness the competitive uh, advantage of the company and the second is you while you are observing things you look at that you know what is a buying pattern investment behavior etc and based on that you take a call so is there any universe which is well defined that you need to have you will have you would only look at large cap companies because there are some mid and small cap companies they may not have that sort of visibilities when you go out but then they can turn out to be the biggest one for example bajaj finance was trading at some 100 rupees in 2010 nobody ever thought that it will become this large over to you yeah because in fact as you rightly said when i said i have a radar of stock it consists of large caps it consists of mid caps it consists of micro cap it consists of small caps as well so basically what i mean to say is of course when you look at all the companies that have got a great barrier of entry rest assured they are all trading at 70 to 80 pe multiples as of now so you will not able to create a huge wealth over there but the help that these companies provide in your portfolio is a lot of comfort because i always feel that stock picking or fund management is 99% character stock picking forms only 1% of it because you can make good money even out of hdfc bank or asian paints or avenue supermarket or titan titan industries or whatever but the only thing that you need to do is once you have a radar of stocks which includes the stocks from all categories when you define a portfolio you need to have the right allocation there say suppose on a normal ideal condition 
if an investor comes to me and say that he is a very moderate risk taker and he wants to protect his capital but at the same time he would like to use equities as one of the wealth creating tool in his career or in his lifetime what i normally do is i curate his portfolio with around 58 to 60% in the established barrier of entry mod businesses which gives me a comfort in his portfolio as i move forward obviously for the rest of the 35 to 40% you need to bring in unidentified unidentified unpopular unknown companies which can in future could turn out to be companies with gate barrier of entry that is where the real alpha lies so the real catch is to bring in a character by having an allocation of 60% in the established names not all established names or all large cap companies it could be mid cap companies as well but that 60% provide a platform on which i can sit on and from there i can leap 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 frog with my 40% of lesser known names and create an alpha of maybe to the tune of 20 25% or 30% or 40% that is my ideal way of managing my funds that is what second thing is suppose an investor comes to me and say that i am expecting only 10 to 11 percentage because the interest rate is in the range of 5 to 6 percentage i am not expecting anything more than that then there is no point in me bringing in unknown names if i can do that with quality established names i curate a portfolio based on only bot companies or barrier of entry companies whereby i can create around 8 to 10 percentage or 12 percentage and some cases 14 percentage from there on so it all depends upon the risk return profile of the investor and suppose if a third investor comes in and tells me that i am willing to lose the entire capital of mine because i have enough money i have enough cash flow in my life i want something spectacular or something exciting in that case i don't have to include the 60% barrier of entry mode stock instead of that i can go for 100% of those companies that doesn't have a barrier of entry at this point of time but possible to create a mode as we move forward so basically it is the character that drives us forward rather than stock picking so it should always i mean the character with which a fund manager behaves should be in accordance with the expected returns of the clients or the investor that is coming into the system great so you are saying that uh, uh, as an organization you are open enough and the investor has the flexibility to decide uh, depending upon what sort of risk appetite client brings on the table for you and then based on the request and the mutual understanding you can customize the portfolio is that correct suraj absolutely but within 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 the reality of my circle of competence within the reality of my okay. circle of competence so when i say 60 40 60 can be established mod companies 40 co- 40 companies are companies that are in the beginning stage of becoming greatness or it can be a trading opportunity or it can be a sector or rotation opportunity so 40% is the flexible part where i try to generate an alpha as we move forward so it is a very comp- i mean very very scalable system so let's look at these two separately so 60% is your common companies uncommon profit is that what you're trying to achieve no in fact in fact in fact if you ask me i cannot deny deny the fact that see we are all paid for being optimistic whether the economy does well or not even if the physical deficit is tragic or even it's in an optimistic stage we are paid to be in equities so we have to have a stock idea every now and then for the market 
i cannot say that stocks are moving up because the global market is moving in or the liquidity is coming in or for that matter i must say that all asset classes are driven by liquidity be it real estate or commodities or whatever so as a fund manager you should be prepared for all sort of economic conditions in the market so i cannot deny the fact that as we move forward with all this kind of gsts and the covid situation that came in there will be formalization of economy is one theme that which i cannot ignore second thing is the profit pool is profit pool is shifting from the unorganized to the organized segment so that is where the companies with mod that has been already created see if you look at the performance of titan industries we we very well know that lot of big fund management companies or a pms companies have included in their portfolio only recently now so that means they expect lot of earnings coming in from titan company from here on as well because that business will come from the shift from the unorganized to the organized so we have been in the titan industry ever since we started our pms operations and we continued to hold so so this is one thing where the shifting of business from the unorganized to organized is already there so the barrier of entry is one i mean the bot stocks of 60 percentages one form of negotiating that and as we move forward and this is happening only for moderate risk portfolio as far as the conservative risk portfolio is concerned i might have a instance whereby i'll be going for 100% investment in all these kind of companies which have already created bot and as far as an aggressive portfolio is concerned i may not include these kind of companies at all so it all depends upon how the investor sees it where i can bring in my expertise and my thought process and align aligning it with their return expectations now the other thing is this 40% that you talked about so uh, suraj uh, for the benefit of our participants if you could throw some more lights on economic mode so because these companies are new and generally it is been observed that you create modes only when you become large so and there has been lot of uh, feedback from couple of investors and they wanted me to ask this question to you so how do you uh, how do you kind of catch them at an early stage of their growth curve uh, because that point of time they may not really have so called economic mode to to showcase right so uh, if you ask me uh, i have lived through the entire life cycle of a business when they got listed in the indian equity market the company called page industries in the early years of 2008 and 2009 so i have lived my life through companies that have created a great barrier of entry like you know like the names of page industries or asian motors asian motors or pitlite or whatever so in last year when covid came in you know when we were searching i mean fortunately at that point of time before the covid issue stuck in in the market nose dive we were fortunate enough to be in cash of 35 to 40 percentage by accident we never thought that covid will be as a big issue as this or the markets will correct so you i am a fund manager who confesses this in front of the whole crowd telling that that was by mistake i happened to be there in cash and fortunately that helped so i had around 40% of cash when the market fell down and you had a huge opportunity in front of us so i was given a mandate of identifying a company which can create a lot of wealth as we move forward that is when we zeroed in on a stock idea whereby we know that the electronic import forms a third important uh, crucial aspect as far as the import bill of the country called india is concerned so we knew that if something called make in india need to happen 
government need to incentivize that industry right so look at what happened in the early 90s where the government incentivized the it and software industry so there came in a lot of companies which created a lot of profit pool pool for a lot of investors in the last 10 20 30 years so it is with this framework we zeroed in on this company called dixon technologies who was into manufacturing of electronic products right so we were fortunate enough to get into that company at the rate of 2000 2200 i mean i'm talking about pre split prices that's what i'm talking now the company is post split so we got into that company the only bad thing about that company is that the company was operating on a very small margin to the tune of 2 percentage or 3 percentage or 4 percentage so what we did was we just bought into the company we waited for it fortunately the government came in with something called a production linked incentive scheme which brave which brought in a lot of margin expansion for the companies operating in that sector right so whatever they created obviously with the same set of revenues they may be able to generate profits higher to the tune of 30% to 40% with this reform alone forget about new business forget about the cost efficiency forget about the scalability with this alone they were able to generate a 30 to 40% or 50% extra profit because the government has helped them so that is where we got into the system of uh, dixon technologies and we had a fantastic ride in that company for several years for the last one year that was one of the huge wealth creator yes. like that like that we have been holding this company though uh you know we knew once the pandemic is over people will be looking out for extra liquidity because they need to have some kind of money to take their livelihood forward with that kind of concept we went into this uh gold financing company called muthut finance at an early stage that has also been a huge wealth creator as far as uh our bms system is concerned likewise we went into logistic companies because we knew once the pandemic is so pandemic is over there will be a lot of because in fact you can find my interview in other forums as well where i mentioned this i said once it is over you will have a lot of issues with the supply chain management of india because you need to take a good from one place to other as well as the vaccines so there will be a lot of opportunity for a lot of companies in the logistics and warehousing space where we have picked up the company called tca express so these are the small stories that we picked up in the 40% part which has been a huge wealth creator in the last several years we continue to hold them and we have a lot in other kitties as well i mean new new companies that is coming in as well because deleveraging has been a story in the last one year so there are a lot of companies waiting out there very right to create a lot of wealth for the investors as we move forward yeah that's a very important point that you mentioned that you know uh you need to first look at uh the government framework i uh, you know then you then you need to take a broad view and see that how the industry is going to shape up from here and then within that industry you i need to identify you know companies which you feel uh it has some sort of economic mode which is building up which is not built up completely but maybe building up and then you uh, you know use your wisdom and pick them up at an early stage of the growth curve and then right through the entire growth journey because it is very essential that you right through the growth journey otherwise some people they buy at an early stage and they sell early because of their character or maybe lower risk appetite so yeah yeah please go ahead yeah because in fact i must add one more thing in the in the in the month of march april may june july in 2020 
that has been the most defining moment as far as indian investors or indian institutions were concerned because you were pressurized from all corners because you had something called covid you didn't know what will happen to us we were not sure about what was happening around we do not know when this will improve so and investors were pressurized from all corners and that is where the real character had to come in so if you were able to tide over that situation with ease and you got into the market at that stage with fabulous ideas rest assured you have got that framework as we move forward now we need to implement it we need to be careful about it so that has been the biggest i mean picking stocks in indian equity markets is the easiest stuff that one can do because you need only one percent of effort for that but sticking with them or building conviction around them holding them for a large because if you ask me what is the biggest pressure that i have had in my life for the last 10 years the temptation to self age industries was much higher than finding out a new stock wow what a wisdom so you saying that you know you were under pressure to sell the stock because that because of uh, the attractive rates that you were getting uh, is much more than identifying the new ideas i think this Absolutely. is something uh, everybody should learn and i would like to emphasize more on this that you know uh, in the long run you know uh, buying and selling is one aspect but in the long run for not doing anything you need more skill set and more knowledge and more conviction then to buy sell the stocks so well said suraj i think it's very important point and i would urge all the investors to really uh, kind of do their own research one disclaimer here before we go to koshik is that uh, you know all the names that uh, which is taken by uh, suraj and me uh, they are all for example purpose and they are not for uh, investment purpose so please speak to your uh, financial consultant or you speak to us before you really invest in those companies uh yeah so we'll go to koshik hi koshik so koshik uh, hello diwali is around the corner uh so what are your views uh, at this point of time what should investor do so we are actually very very fortunate that last diwali also we met and this diwali again we are meeting over here in a virtual conversation to be very frank uh, diwali views will be given by every pms and every other asset management company but in our stage we try to find on focus on only one thing that do we get in a moted business or not if we get a moted business does they have a growth prospects in future or not and even in, uh, like suraj nair also pointed out so many other points if i take one economic mode that you had just for the leap of 40 percentage let me take an example over here so there is one network effect called as the economic mode network effect everyone would love to buy network effect what is this network effect it will be creating i if i use the product it would be simultaneously asking vikas ji and suraj nair to use the same product for example for virtual meet what we are using now so one person acquiring cost of one person will lead to another person acquisition so the variable cost of the company decreases simultaneously this is called network effect so people talk about having more people is network effect no it is actually the variable cost decreasing is actually a network effect which the company should create for its future so in this slips it actually uh, creating network effect also in long run will also kill the business and having that mode for long time will also again uh, shed the business into uh, bad terms and conditions like if i have a network effect if i don't have a software for that to handle that i would come into bad situations 
so in uh, for me now currently what our views are markets are that we find it markets to be very attractive but apart from some places for example less free floated companies if i can take example of something like 6% or 7% less free floated companies and uh, highly concentrated with other pmss and other uh, fund houses catching their 4 5% in their clients name and left out for the market is only 3% hyping around that stock would lead to a very very abnormal price and valuation so i would request every investor to be pretty safe on that kind of places and there are a lot of ipos that we can see and lot of companies which have been listed now so without having any business model behind only by just having the technology and this thing they are have they are abnormally priced again this new it system which is uh, giving a boom in the market is also very crazy so we have to learn from not 2002 mistakes and implement in this current market and apart from that other all markets are favorable for us to be yeah so very uh, important point that you highlighted koshik is that you really don't have to look at diwali pick or holi pick or something like that you know what you need to stick to is your own framework as an investor and need to like for example more financial you only focus on moted businesses and irrespective of whichever event you continue to work on one direction one area of expertise and that leads to a sort of expertise you know because if you keep on doing the same thing again and again you tend to develop some sort of expertise in that area so appreciate your thoughts i think appreciate what you guys are doing so coming back to uh, suraj uh, suraj so you mentioned that government plays very very important role uh, you know in terms of uh, creating a ecosystem and like you mentioned that they incentivized it industry in the early 99 98 times and you see where it industry is today so uh, what is your view which sector you think now because government is uh, incentivizing again in the form of pli focusing more on exports so what are your views can we become a new china or can we become export oriented economy 10 years down the line uh vikas can you hear me i'm audible yeah because uh it would be cliche if i say that from now on the underperformers so far has been the banks or for that matter the automobiles or the say you can say capital goods or the infrastructure companies or real estate companies they will be the wealth creators as we move forward it is a given statement you speak to any fund manager i mean most of them will agree to it but that is how the sector rotation has been happening in the indian market because no nobody will say that from here on pharma will be the best place to be in because it is given that we know how the money flows from one sector to other and how the index is being managed by larger institutions and hedge fund managers so here i am looking at it in a different way because if you look at what happened what is happening right now and what is happening what happened way back in 2008 2009 is absolutely different see 2008 and 2009 it was a debt driven bull market what happened in the last 10 years from 2003 to 2008 was a debt driven bull market but if you look at what's happening right now in 2020 is it is equity driven it is an equity driven bull market because if you look at the company called zomato or for that matter any listing that is happening now they you might argue that they do not have any bottom line they do not carry any kind of operating metrics but rest assured they are debt free so you have a lot of equity and a lot of cash with them and lot of banks have already recognized their npas most of the financial institutions have come up with their 
check on the npas government has come up with asset reconstruction companies so the real story what is happening from here on is a deleverage story or a deleveraging story now in the last one year most of the mid size small cap company promoters have already offloaded their stake in their companies and reduced their debt burden lot of pledge has been taken back so you have seen a lot of companies that have deleveraged their holdings and the balance sheet and as they move forward so what i see is what happened in the last 5 years like what happened to the tatas because tata companies have been a great wealth creator a huge conglomerator a huge business family who diversified into a lot of things and they brought in a professional management under chandra and they made a lot of wealth for them as well as for all the stakeholders who have been indirectly or indirectly associated with their company just like that in front of us there is a opportunity lurking in the air which is basically godrej industries i'm just telling out an example i might have holding in that i may not but i must confess to you that i who do have personal holdings my relatives have my clients have everybody my uncle my auntie everybody is holding on to that so that is a disclaimer from my side godrej industries the company i mean the family has around 4.1 billion us dollars worth of assets and they are trying to divide it and they have a lot of companies here and there like godrej industries godrej consumer godrej agrovet godrej properties etc 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 but you may have noticed that the last two years they have sold something called a soap company it is called a vora soaps they have merged vora soaps into godrej industries vora soaps is one company where godrej family the entire family is holding in vora soaps so i understand that from reading into i mean reading between the lines godrej industries might be one company which would be a pivotal in creating a lot of wealth as far as this whole group is concerned keeping my fingers crossed what i am trying to look at this point in market is see from here on one should avoid the temptation of getting into a multi bagger because the biggest money is lost in looking out for multi baggers or small companies that can become fairly big as we move forward there will be a lot of them they'll be creating a lot of wealth it's for sure but your biggest challenging challenge from here on is not in identifying stock but in rejecting stock ideas because you have this twitter you have all the kind of social media coming up with every stock idea every second day or third day so you should resist the temptation of getting into a wrong stock idea that is one second thing you should look for gems here and there i mean one bet i would like to take in indian market where i'll put my money and heart into it is the godrej group of companies especially godrej industry where there will be a lot of wealth creation when this family partition happens and i'm waiting and i'm keeping my fingers crossed and that is where i'm trying to identify my gems rather than identifying the sector wise because it is given any fund manager is aware of the fact that you know pharma may not perform it has already been peaked automobile is one depressed asset and financial is also a depressed asset i mean that is also given you can have your play over there but will large money be created there i do not know but in godrej industries or activities like that there will be valuation forward so i talked about the transport corporation of india when they demerged tci express and tci in the last 3 to 4 years that has also created a huge wealth for investors so just like tata or the transport corporations of the world godrej industries is in for the larger game keep your eyes over there these kind of activities or events here and there might be one factor that you need to look look into as we move forward
Great, great, excellent. So, uh, dear participants, if you have any questions, please type in your questions in Q&A box. Uh, in the meantime, I'll be asking one more question. So, my last question from my side, uh, Suraj. Uh, so, where do you see uh, uh, markets to be uh, 10 years down the line? If you don't mind, can I have the question repeated, please? I lost you somewhere. Yeah, 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 Suraj. So I, I was asking that where do you see our Indian economy and stock market to be, uh, uh, to be headed? Where it is headed? A, B is where do you see them ten years down the line? Right. Because in fact, uh, to be honest with you, unlike any fund managers, I'm trying. I'm willing to confess this in front of this large August crowd that I will not. See, irrespective of any economic conditions, I will have to take money and manage it. That is what equity is all about. See, for the last several years, the economy wasn't doing so well. But even then, we continued with our profession of portfolio management service. Or for that matter, any larger houses in India, they continue to do whatever they have been doing for the last 20 years or 30 years. So we are paid for being optimistic. So like any other person, I am optimistic about Indian economy as we move forward. But obviously, if you ask me, we are in for much larger things and we are in a structural bull market. I don't have to tell you because every second person or every third person, or every person that you come across or you interviewed have told the same thing. So it will be cliche from my side to tell you. But I'll tell you something. There will be a lot of businesses, new businesses taking over as far as the index is concerned. Every 10 years, the index or the, or the so-called benchmark indices of the capital market changes and goes for a big churn. So if you look at the last 10 years, it has happened. If you look at the year, I mean, the previous decade also, it happened that way. So this is going to be the starting of the year. That is 2021. You will have a lot of new companies coming in, listing in. You do not know where Amul will come in or not. I do not know about that. Paytm is coming in. Zomato is already listed. Policy Bazaar is about to list. So you will have a lot of companies coming into the Indian market, which might change the index composition as we move forward. So there is a lot of money to be made in the primary market as well as in the as well as in the secondary market. But at the same time, other than that, there will be a lot of consolidation in the existing industries as well. Now that the crude is going through the roof, a lot of companies which have got crude as their crude or crude derivative as their raw materials would be finding it hard to increase their prices when the monopolistic businesses are not increasing it. So this is the time for the larger companies to crush their smaller com smaller competitors and move forward. Yeah, great. And that's where so, the disruption comes from. Absolutely. So your opportunity in front of you is too prompt. One is obviously new sectors, new companies coming in through IPO route or new the existing companies going to buy out some companies, some structural changes in their management. That is one opportunity. The second opportunity could be larger monopolistic companies killing off their counterparts all of a sudden. So a combination of these yeah. could be deadly as we move forward, provided all the economic indicators help us. Sure. So we'll uh, open the forum for Q&A now. So first question comes from Mr. <coughs> Adhikari. <coughs> How to understand new good promoters driven companies? Number one. Number two, existing good promoters driven companies are valued fairly already or not? Or it is cheap. How do you decide that? Yeah. Uh, 
prabir in fact uh, i am being a little bit sarcastic here for the sake of being sarcastic i am just not trying to uh, being offensive about it uh, prabir if you find that a company is costly that means the management should be good likely that the management should be good because good things never come cheap that is one <coughs> second thing when i bought page industries or asian motors except for some depressed condition most of the companies have been overvalued for that earnings at every point of time of the year see because if you ask me if you have been talking to me like this in 2013 you will be telling me the same question to me like asian motors and page industries have already been overvalued it is trading at around 50 to 60 pe will it create wealth as we move forward come 6 7 years forward they have already created a lot of lot of worth from 3000 rupees onwards so these companies will continue to command higher premium as we move forward second a promoted driven company which has got a beautiful and consistent roe with a consistent operating margin you should assume that the promoters should be good with that kind of conviction you need to move forward there are likely chances that you might you might go wrong but somewhere down the line you need to have a start see i'll tell you my one example i'll explain this to you in one example when i bought page industries way back in 2009 my confidence in that stock was just 5 percentage and my risk was 95 percentage in spite of the fact that that they had a beautiful roe they had a fantastic operating manage margin they have a fabulous product they have a product which uh, they can increase the price according to the raw material price increase in spite of that my conviction or my risk was 95 percentage my risk my i remember sura just to add stock moving from 500 to 250 rupees and that's where everybody felt that the story in page is over in 2008 i remember absolutely absolutely so as we move forward as i stand now when the company is commanding around 30000 rupees per share my risk is just 5 percentage and my confidence has risen to 95% from 5 percentage so the confidence will be made only over a period of time you will not have a company whereby everything has fallen in place if that has fallen in place like asian paints that is overly valued if it has fallen in place like tcs that is overly valued and that has already become a multi bagger so things will not be clear when you start your investing career with a multi bagger or a first generation promoter company as you move forward things will become clear so it is imperative for any investor to track them every now and then to evaluate each and every quarterly result interact with the management how they think about their company their business as we move forward so multi baggers are i mean built over a period of time you don't you don't buy a multi bagger you grow along with the multi bagger well said you don't buy multi baggers you grow along with multi baggers <laughs> other point you rightly said is that if you buy good companies good promoters uh, you cannot buy them in, at a cheap price so Absolutely. obviously it has to be expensive uh, i mean you can take the example of uh, real estate markets for example i live in pune if you want to buy an apartment in koregaon park obviously it will be costlier than if you buy an apartment in vimannagar or maybe in karadi uh, so obviously the quality demands premium and therefore these quality businesses also continue to demand premium so well okay. said uh, next question is uh, uh, first of all this, this question is from anmol 
first of all happy diwali to all of you thank you uh, anmol and we wish you the same my question is for surat sir uh, when has your process failed that's an interesting question and and how did you bounce back if at all it has been or do you see uh, in fact mr kaushik can explain to you more about this because recently we came up with an article where we said if you have a portfolio of 10 stocks and in likely case that the majority of stocks go for a toss one or two is good enough to compensate for that right so that is something which is much more uh, you know technical in nature kaushik can you come in and explain to the uh, uh, gentleman how we have done that yes sir so uh, let's take an example over here if we take uh, 10 uh, 10 pots or 10 you will little bit louder please yeah i'm audible now is it perfect yeah little bit louder please yeah okay so let's take an example like uh, let's plant 10 uh, seeds in our garden and see that if, if every uh, every seed will not turn to a tree or it it will not even turn to a plant but the tree which turns to a tree right that would actually take the capture the entire space of other all 10 seeds that's the the same like in portfolio management so if i if i have a company for example if i have 25 percentage growth in only one company if i uh, and other all going for zero if it is going negative 100 percentage in the next one year i'll be losing 90 percent of my capital only 10 percent stays there but that 10 percent grows at 25 percentage for the next 40 years or 50 years will be the tree which will cover the entire portfolio and i will be taking the shelter over there so this this uh, philosophy or this kind of approach should is also worked for warren buffett let's take what's the strike rate of warren buffett warren buffett had a strike rate of 58 percentage but his biggest wealth creation happened through uh, coca cola or even he he hold on to something like apple and all he never had a conviction towards apple for the very very long time but he started having conviction when in the apple he went very big that's what we have to also do in portfolio management we might fail in the history but we might succeed also one will play out for every other thing okay uh, great so you know uh, if one idea is getting failed then the other idea really uh, does so well that it not only takes care of uh, the idea which go which go bad but at the same time it gives you uh, multiple learning so yeah suraj you wanted to add anything please go ahead yeah because uh, to the participant i would like to add to what kaushik said is that see if see that's why we have maintained a ratio of 60 to 40% like i have told you whereby we populate the portfolio with already established names we create a base in the for, next 40% days we bring in companies there with a much smaller allocation as and when we find that it is performing according to the expectations that we have you slightly increase the allocation of that and reduce it as in correspondence with the established name so that is the only way we can win the game because there will be a lot of money to be made in the next 10 years so what you need to probably do is start with a very small allocation on that particular company as and when you build confidence you increase the allocation and move forward because let's take it very simple because equity investing is very simple but it's not easy because we tend to bring in a lot of technical and fundamental parameters to it and spoil the entire game by as if you are buying a business see i mean it's just like you having a friend when you meet your friend for the first time you just shake your hands and say hello 
you don't give a kiss in the first shot right as and when you mean next time you say hey because i have met you last time you come up with a smile saying that we met somewhere then for the third time we say that because we often meet here why don't we meet next friday when we meet on next friday because having met on the road why don't we sit somewhere have food then we meet each other on your apartment or in my apartment we bring in our family you bring in our family seem in the relationship and friendship is built only over a period of time the same way that is where that is how you create a relationship with your stock shake hands with that stock try to interact with it understand them more bring it into your circle of competence see whether you are able to cope him in your lifestyle as and when move forward if it is still there that means you have a multi bagger in your hand and during the course of this interaction you get to know the character of each other absolutely you get to know the discomfort of each other absolutely. you get to know absolutely. how one person is behaving with other person absolutely and you start recognizing the plus points and the minus points and start evaluating it and absolutely. if that doesn't get through you don't really invite family to the other family you know absolutely absolutely that's it it's as simple as that because the the lessons of equity investments you get it from your life lessons you don't have to hunt for all these kind of technical books you don't have to read all these kind of business channels think about your life think about your society think about what you are doing then you will get a fabulous stock idea as you move forward and you will be able to negotiate because you know in i used to i used to tell my wife that you know i am not the same person that you see at 9 o'clock or at 11 o'clock because you are dealing with a very eccentric system when i come i come with a very very high hopes that the market would be in positive territory for the day of wednesday or thursday but suddenly you find that the market has opened in green and by around 10 o'clock he will come down and by around 12 o'clock you will find that the european markets are turning weak then indian markets will turn red so you have an eccentric system which is very noisy you cannot jump along with the market market is very eccentric you need to be composed so the mantra of creating wealth in market is how you are positioning and repositioning yourself against an eccentric person called mr market and uh, other thing you know interestingly you mentioned uh, suraj is that investing is uh, simple but not easy and uh, you know and i want to uh, give this message to most of the investors because i keep getting this feedback they say that look uh, you know we can buy these common names in our portfolio by our own we need to hire the portfolio manager and i i know i am being very very frank out here and uh, what i say is look what we are trying to save is 2% 2.5% fees but at the same time you need to understand that the conviction that portfolio manager brings on the table while nurturing those multi baggers is very difficult to do it at your level uh and especially in a scenario where suppose for any black swan event takes place and you end up selling those stocks a b is you also need to look at that the percentage on the weight of those companies are defined and changed by the portfolio manager depending upon his understanding and how the balance sheet is behaving that's very very important and as suraj rightly mentioned 
that it is only 1% of identifying stock but 99% is how you behave what do you do how much you know changes that you do in your portfolio in terms of percentage defining the weightage when everybody is going uh, gango you reducing the expense, uh, exposure when everybody is negative about the stock you are increasing it because the rates have been reduced so all that is done by lot of study it's a serious profession as rightly mentioned by suraj it is it is not a business it's a profession where uh, you you go to indico and you say that don't enter mind your business don't enter in this cabin because it's a serious profession similarly managing fund management is a serious profession so what are we trying to achieve by and you actually and suppose you make one mistake as an investor you lose more than what fees you would have paid you know so my point is uh, and i would request suraj to throw uh, some more lights on on the topic that i am bringing on the table vikas i much very much appreciate and respect the way in which you have honestly put that uh, statement over here because suppose if some new money coming in and i am here to buy all this kind of asian paints and the bajaj finance and the titans of the world the first question that i'm going to hear from a third party investor is if you are going to buy the established popular names then what is the point in me giving money to you and paying to you because i can do it myself well and fine if you are able to do it please do not come into me that's what also we recommend because try to be in good companies if you do not have that skill you come to me that is the first point in you coming to a fund manager second thing is by passing your investable funds to a portfolio manager you are not only outsourcing your investment decisions you are outsourcing your conviction your patience your common sense your knowledge and time because an investor gets very very because you know i always tell i mean in fact we used to have friendly discussion with my um uh, researcher mr kaushik we say that i usually advise him don't get into all this kind of technical books i mean fundamental technical books you need to read psychology you need to listen to music because once you find a stock idea then you need to enjoy it to ride it so you need to develop an aesthetic sense within you so that you can enjoy your stock idea and move forward you need to enjoy the wealth that you have created so you need to be a very artistic person over there so to make in make money in stocks you need to be a good person rather than a good stock picker yeah next question comes uh, yeah sorry you wanted to add anything yeah question yes so so it's like more than buying it it's like holding it to it and the price is very very attractive price sometimes mr market gives us an abnormal price for our business that we would love to sell them but uh, by doing selling now we would actually leave out to the compounding effect of next 10 20 25 years or 30 years so that would be actually a tree where we are cutting it every time so some something like if i go for any uh, uh, anything like an uh, uh, structural company that i founded that we have to ride it through its emotions and having the patience and riding it through emotions is actually very very big task and that's what the portfolio manager gives on the table so i would, yeah, I would it requires a sort to... of study it requires different kind of conviction it needs to be looked at how promoters are behaving are they reducing their uh, exposure are they selling their own stake they are buying it all that needs to be looked at Uh, they need to look at what sort of uh, order books the company has for next two years, three years down the line. Every small thing needs to be examined. Otherwise, you cannot afford to sit on those companies as a as a fund manager. 
so so these are all high conviction ideas that you need to evaluate so evaluating high conviction idea is more difficult than to take a bet on the company uh, which are small in nature you know i would say that so uh, so next next question is uh, uh, i don't know whether it can be answered or not but he is saying that what should be my expectation uh, in terms of returns if i invest if i give mandate to mot bms so uh, we actually have uh, three different products so that depends on what's their uh, risk appetite as well as what the expectation return they are asking for so if the person is coming with an expectation just to get into the equity markets with getting an abnormal uh, with abnormal uh, expectations then we would ask him to that is it feasible for you is the client is feasible for the expectation we would do a risk analysis for the client and then understand is it feasible for him to get into aggressive or we would uh, it might be a situation that he is only feasible for conservative but not for aggressive then we would tell him that you are eligible for conservative then if you are not happy to get into conservative then it's your call to go into aggressive but make sure that you are going to take a abnormal risk over there so sir suresh sir you have any other point over here no koshika nothing to add but the thing is that you know why should we limit i mean in fact this is a very tricky question like vikas said because the last one year most of the investors including me have been spoiled brats because we are comfortable only with a minimum of 50 to 60% return now so we need to tone our expectations down and we should i mean in fact my honest opinion is we shouldn't ask how much we are going to make in fact the question that we should is ask us how many years i'm going to spend so the question need to be reframed that is where the money will be made rather than asking about performance because we suppose if i say 25% i will be absolutely wrong suppose if i say say 10% i will be absolutely wrong if i say 100% i will also be wrong because we are just extrapolating into the future with no idea of what will happen in the future so it the answer is very sensible but i can, the only thing i can say is blatant lie okay great next question is what are your uh, suraj what are your views on uh, investing in esg centric companies esg centric of course uh, snail in fact um, you know the what i mean we should define for what purpose you are coming into the market suppose if you want to maximize your wealth or maximize your profits your idea should be investing in companies that are good as we move forward suppose your idea of coming into the market is creating profit as well as you need to be very conscious about the society the environment or the climate aspect then only you should go for esg so you need to define what you are then get into the system and by default esg companies should be relatively good compared to other companies so esg is one form of parameter or a filtration process whereby you get good companies but having said that my simple answer would be the question and the answer should come from you rather than me suppose if you say that you want to maximize your profits i shouldn't look at esc i should buy good companies for you and wait suppose if your requirement is that you need to make profit at the same time you want to be a responsible citizen then i'll frame a portfolio based on that so esc shouldn't be a criterion in investing stocks unless and until there is a compelling reason to do so okay next question is does it make sense to invest some amount of money in us markets Uh, of course it makes sense 
of course it makes sense to diversify yourself or be a part of a larger profit pool from a different geography but i do not have any expertise on that it is greek and latin for me i will not make not even a single penny forget about investing it i am sure that i will not be making any money out of it and there are a lot of legal issues as well so if you are in the position to bring in large amount of money that can be taken abroad and you understand that demographics then of course you can invest it. there is nothing wrong in investing there but if you put a uh, gun on my head and ask me whether i should buy it i will not fair enough uh, uh, what are your views on it reality and auto ancillary sector obviously i am very much optimistic uh, on these all the sectors mentioned i may not be sector agnostic as such i'll be trying out trying to find out companies or gems in each and every sector and move you forward all the sectors that you have mentioned it has been a great performer in the last 1 to 2 years i will not you know i can state a lot of optimistic reason to be in it because everyone can say that you are in your y2k moment from here on because uh, because let me be very fair to you if i'm going to extrapolate something here then i am what i'm telling you is absolute lie because nobody knows what will happen in future so of course we know that it is a very important sector as far as creating wealth is concerned but most of the companies there are already trading on 70 to 80 p so we do not know so even if they need to trade at these levels the maximum return you could do get is around 20 to 25% from here on so if you are aiming at something more than that there will be some other companies coming in and you can profit from there okay uh next question is from uh, prabir so prabir is saying that if i have 100 rupees uh, how would you how do i create the portfolio so you know prabir it depends on uh, let me answer this question and he said that cash has already worked always work for me so yeah it truly really depends on person to person you know so if you ask me for example as an individual i am always uh, 100% on equities uh, because age is in my side my risk appetite uh, allows me to be 100% on the equity side but it truly really depends on uh, individual to individual if you think that cash really works for you always i would urge you to maintain some amount of cash in your portfolio if you give it to the portfolio manager let the portfolio manager to take call he may uh, not like to take any cash call also it can happen that you know if you are investing from 5 years or 7 years point of view he may not even take 1% cash call so it truly really depends anything you want to add uh, suraj Yeah, in fact, uh, see, I, I, I will not be amused at bringing in numbers to divide among asset classes and those kind of things because I, I'll tell you how I have approached it. I'll tell you that I just need only one home as I move forward. So my real estate part is taken care of. Liquidity part, if I am earning enough money on a monthly basis, or I do have some amount of deposits there, then my monthly cash flow statement, I mean, cash flow is taken care of. Rest of the money I can deploy into equity markets and move forward. But let me tell you this: suppose if I have hundred rupees and my ten rupees is already invested onto real estate where I live, the rest of the ninety rupees, no matter how much money I have put in fixed deposit or in equities, I must say that the ninety percent of the money is in equities because suppose if for an example i do not have anything against it it just for understanding purposes suppose if i had invested 10 rupees into equities directly and 90 rupees into something called a bank deposit if that bank goes for a toss my money as a deposit is also gone my money in equities is also gone for a toss 
So if you have conviction in your bank, why not conviction in that stock? So you cannot differentiate between fixed deposit and equities as long as that is a listed company. Well said. <laughs> yeah, well said. So if the bank bell is up tomorrow, everything bell is up. So, so uh, yeah. So even uh, so, you need to uh, look at that way that whether you would like to be a depositor in a bank where you are getting a yield of six percent and the bank is making ten percent out of that and four percent as a profit, or you want to be a stakeholder in the bank. and enjoy that entire 10% so it is absolutely on individual to individual thank you so much for highlighting that suraj so it was a great uh, discussion i with no more questions now uh, we thoroughly enjoyed uh, so much to learn we understood the complete concept of what is called moat investing today and uh, you know you guys are doing fantastic work my compliments to you suraj and your team and wishing you a very happy diwali to to entire moat family thank you so much for taking the time out thank you vikas thank you for your diwali wishes i wish you the same for you to your family and all the participants have come here have a prosperous and a wealthy diwali as we move forward thank yeah. you so much so thank you dear participant for joining in in case you wish to speak to uh, suraj ji or kaushik ji any point of time uh, you can uh, reach out to me i'll kind of set up your call or you know make you speak to him and you can further ask your questions you need more details about their products you can visit our site www.aipms.com it is in the public domain and we have covered up all the products so for more details you can reach out to me thank you thank you everyone once again for participating thank you thanks kaushik for helping us to organize this session thank you